Okay, well, I recorded this episode before everything, before having a long night. So it's been a long night, man. <laughs> it's late, too, but I wasn't going to publish it originally. I made two episodes, actually, in between, but I was just, oh, I'll go with that one. I'll post the other one tomorrow, probably, or lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of things to talk about, but I made this one before it all happened. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, the coolest. Coming in hot, second episode of the day. I'm your host, Bling. It is 7.06 p.m. market time. And I'm out here by the river. Believe it or not, there's something swimming over there. Oh, we've got this nature show. Here we go. That must be some kind of rat. There's a rodent in the river, and it looks like a large rat. This was not planned. This was not planned. It could just actually be a rat. I was thinking like a muskrat, a river rat. I know in Louisiana they have something that's called nutria, which is an invasive species. It's a large rodent. Out there, raise the hands. What's the largest rodent in in the world? I've mentioned this in previous episodes. Come on, you guys. Largest rodent in the world. Go. No one? Come on, you guys. Okay, here's a hint. South America. No? (sighs) Capybara. A capybara is the largest rodent in the world. Okay, well, here's an easier one then. Here's an easier one. What is the largest rodent in North America? Come on, you guys. Come on. It's not that. I was just talking about it. It's in the water. It's in, it's in the water. A lot of, uh, I think it's MIT's mascot. Uh, Southern California technical mascot. What was, come on. Just started it. Just started the show. Just leave me alone. A lot of mascots for technical engineering colleges have it as their mascot. A lot of, or a lot of college, whatever. <laughs> started over. Just erase it and start it over. I should have started over. Largest rodent in the world is a capybara. Largest rodent in North America is a beaver. Beaver. There are distinct differences between a European beaver and a North American beaver. They are they there's differ they differ in size, and I think even genetics a little bit, a little bit. So there you go. That's your biological lesson for the day largest rodent in the world capybara big thing you just ride it like a horse and then largest rodent in north america would be the beaver what about marsupials do we have marsupials in north america anyone anyone no possum opossums possum All right. Well, I guess that's this. I guess that's this episode. It sucks, but yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna go ahead and do it that way. No, I saw the guy earlier with the puffy jacket and the shaved head. The one that I said, "There he is." I saw him. Believe it or not, two more times on my way to Smith's again after doing the show this morning show, which was eh, it's a little bit wild, a little bit wacky. But after doing that show, I was walking back over to Smith's, and there he was. And so I said, hey, there he is. 
And he's trying not to smile. He's trying to look all hard, like shaved head kind of guy. You know, that look. I've been saying, like the goatee. Like, it's all, uh, yeah, I eat meat and stuff. You know, you dress like a girl. I dress like a... I wear boxy clothes and Carhartt. You over there with your girl pants and girl... And your freaking wigs and makeup and dresses. Marge Simpson. I don't wear... I don't wear makeup or... I haven't even really looked in the mirror, to be honest. So, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. So, walking back over to Smith's, I see him again. Yell, there he is. He's trying not to laugh or smile because he knows. And then... A couple minutes go by, and I'm at the corner on my way to Smith still. And sure enough, there he is rounding the corner. And then I still really started going, there he is. Hey, everybody, there he is. There he is. I mean, this was hours have gone by after the first time I saw him. And then a few minutes went by after I saw him again. And the third time, like, yeah, the third time, it's there he is. Hey, everyone, I have a very important announcement to make. There he is. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> but, um, just whatever. Whatever, man. Uh, coincidence, for sure. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm I'm the only person that's noticing this stuff apparently because well I'm pretty sure the police are in on it so police don't care they're not going to notice anything the police are like someone's following you what no they're not no no actually that's what the police actually said the University of Utah police they actually said just that they promise you he lives here he's not going to break into your car I promise you he didn't do it you can promise me that because. What if I had video? You got video? You got video? You got video? Well, if I did, what if... Oh, you got video? Then, oh, yeah. Oh, we'll take a look at that and we'll reassess our uh, our judgment call, our uh, officer discretion. But uh, if you don't have any video, you don't have any video, right? If you don't have any video, then, uh, yeah, I promise he didn't do it. I promise he didn't do it. You need a ride to the hospital? Bling. You straight jacket at all? You gonna be locked up? I sure we care about your well-being, even though we passed you when we first drove up. We have no idea who you really are, but <clears throat> I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna live it down. I'm not gonna let it go. But shit is weird here in Salt Lake City, and I can't stress that enough. And if you think about it, if the police were in on it, then no one can really get in trouble, can they? And that's just how it works. The corruption just continues to grow. Honk if you see me. Honk if you freaking see me. Honk if you don't. Honkler channel. No, um, that happened. So I saw the guy. There he is. There he is. What happened ever? What happened since then? The same cars driving by a bunch. Of, um, um, I, I think that's pretty much it. I think, I don't know what's going on over there, though. Someone's causing a scene, I think. I hope no one dies. Can you guys hear that? There's some kind of commotion going on down upstream, actually, upstream. If you go back and listen to my April episodes, I went behind the fair park and started looking at some properties over here, some riverfront properties. And I talk about it in length. So back in April-ish, or even May, it's probably probably May, uh, 
that I was looking... Hold on a minute. So I was looking at... I was mentioning being homeless even back then, and something was fishy and something was up, and I was anticipating the possibility of it happening. And even before July in Utah Metalworks, like, yeah, it was um, six months ago, easily six months ago, I was just like, hey, this could happen there, bling. eBay stole your money, so you better get ready and try and make some friends or meet some people out there. And just in case, be a familiar face, because... Things are not going your way. <clears throat> and sure enough, here we are. This is probably the first camp. I'm not going to disclose the exact coordinates, but I've already, I've already said too much. I've already said too much. No, this is the first camp I have visited, and I never saw the girl's face at all. Or saw her at all, but there was a big, giant tent, man. Like, there's two tents. There's two huge tents. And one of them was just massive. It was huge. And I was like, hey, is so-and-so around? Like, is, is so-and-so? And <laughs> this girl was like, oh, yeah, he'll be back in a second. You just missed him. And I was like, okay. She goes, you can wait in the big tent. And I was like, no, nah, I'll just kind of hang out here. And she goes, you sound like a cutie. And I was like, oh, well, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I just, um, yeah, well, I was like, man, I wonder what she looks like. I can only see like a silhouette through the tent, this tent silhouette. But anyway, that's the first kind of group that I met and they were out here. And this is, that's how I found out about this place was just right out here, coming out here, checking it out. They probably were the ones that left syringes behind, which I don't agree with. I'm being very, very conscientious, looking at the ground, I'm looking, making sure, but there's nothing, I don't see anything now. So I think the city did a pretty good job of cleaning it up. Thank God. Unfortunate for the city to have to do that, though. But there's still some remnants, like caps and stuff. But I don't see too many. There's, I haven't seen any, like, actual needles. Again, thank God. <laughs> um, but they might have been responsible for that. There's a couple of Nike shoes that I noticed um, back then, too, that were mismatched and, and stuff. <clears throat> I should probably go back and listen to that episode because it'll be weird to hear because I'm here now and it'll be here, here. Weird to hear, here. Now I'm here now and it would be very different to listen to because it's like six, like fast forward six months. Here you are, you're here. Where that, you're talking about where they were in the tent and now you're here without a tent. I need a tent too. It's freaking freezing last night. I need to get a tent. I meant to do that today, but well, you know how it goes. They're not here anymore. There's a sign, there's a post that says no camping, so there, there's no way I can stay here. And it's kind of surreal still. Like just like the the Shire was when I cleaned it out and made it no took the glass out. Like here I am at the first camp that I, I met, like the first group of people that I met here. And it wasn't even really downtown, it's well, yeah, whatever. You put the pieces together. This is so. In that episode, it was warmer. It was a lot warmer back then, and I was buying those scooters. I was getting good at riding those scooters. Is that is this that te- that Cessna flying over that white plane again? That's been flying over all the time. What the hell? I was still spending money on scooters. I was still kind of thinking that I was going to take eBay to court. eBay's going to pay for this intentional infliction of emotional distress. eBay's eBay's going to pay for this. Only to realize, like, no, 
you're going to end up being homeless and not being able to do really much of anything. Yeah, you could walk over to San Jose like you planned, but if it's too cold, you know, yeah, you, you, you're going to die out there. And say, well, you can make eBay pay later on or die. Like, I'll just wait. Let's wait a minute. Let's wait a little bit. But I was settled, like, like eBay's going to pay for what they've done. They ruined everything. They disrupted my life. It's over. eBay is to blame. I'm going to take them to court ebay is a shit company that goes to zero their stock's worth nothing like they've been infiltrated their website's not safe etc etc i have a lot of other theories too on top of that like fedex i don't think is safe either um usps might have had might have some post offices that aren't safe as well unfortunately i think they can kind of just get bought like if you need to ship stuff or do something you can just kind of buy this hub and then you can just do whatever you want, ship whatever you want, have them steal whatever you want, and intercept whatever package you want, and it's yours. You bought the hub, and just like, well, I don't know, it's uh, must have gotten lost in transit. It's just an idea, it's a theory, but there's a lot of missing packages lately, especially on eBay and through FedEx and USPS. So make sure to get that insurance and spend extra and because you're not going to get your package probably if you buy it from eBay. eBay, unsafe marketplace. So when I met the people living here, um, I was talking to one of them. I'm not going to mention his name. But I said, hey, this is a cool spot. Like, it's not, it's cool by the river. Can you go fishing in here? Or, like, I'm just this freaking, like, child. Childlike wonder. Whoa, you're outside camping out here. It's the city, but there's this little river and... Oh, it's a bigger river, actually, and the right, the fair is right over there. The fairgrounds. You ever go to Demolition Derby or what about a rodeo? The Days of Forty Seven Rodeo. It's a big deal over here. You guys ever go to that? You go fishing. What kind of fish are you catching here? What? Do you ever go fishing? Why don't you guys have any fishing poles over here? I like this place a lot. It looks good, you guys. It's cool. And later on in the evening. He kind of like pulls me aside almost. And he's like, hey, man, um, I mentioned this in my episode, too, back in April or May. You have to find it. I have to go back and listen. He pulls me aside and goes, hey, man, I don't know how spiritual you are, like spiritually in tune you are. Um, but I hate this place. It has a really bad vibe. There's like, there's just a really bad feeling here. And I can't wait to leave this place. Oh, oh, uh, if you were to catch any fish out of here, you wouldn't want to eat them. Yeah, sure, there's carp, there might be some catfish in here, but you're not going to eat them. I can't wait to leave this place. Uh-huh. Well, if I see again, if I come back around, maybe I'll grab my fishing poles and just cast a few lines out. <laughs> And catch and release. We won't eat anything. I won't, catch, I won't keep them. Is that... Sorry. I hate this place. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait in the big tent. I'll wait in the big tent. Yeah, I actually never went inside. I haven't been inside one tent because I'm kind of weird about germs. So I didn't go inside any of the tents. Um, I don't know where they are now, but they had a huge tent at one point. There were no signs here before, but they're, they're, they're here now. 
Um, I don't know what kind of fish are in here. I'm sure there's catfish. I know that they've actually caught snapping turtles out of here. Clint's Reptiles had an episode about about one that... Uh, I forget what they named the um, Bubba. Clint's Reptiles on YouTube. They, they have um, a snapping turtle, an alligator snapping turtle, one of the coolest... One of the coolest animals... One of the coolest animals that is around. It's like a dinosaur. And they get huge alligator snapping turtles do. And I think they even have like a little like worm looking thing on the end of their tongue to, to, to entice fish. Um, where is it? I need to get a BB gun so I can just take these freaking birds out when they start. I think it's a magpie probably. Corvid. It's a corvid. But they, there's snapping turtles in here, and there's actually some laws now. You were supposed to kill snapping turtles on site, but I think now you can actually figure out like how to keep them and not kill them, as long as they're not uh, an invasive species in the, in the Jordan River. The Jordan River here in Utah is one of the only rivers in the world that flows north. Did you know that? I bet you didn't. It flows north, and not a lot of, not a lot of rivers do that, but this one does i'm next to the jordan river what else um you get walleye in here you get some walleye in here uh different types of fish if you catch a pike out of here a type of fish you uh you can't you have to kill it you can't keep it you can't catch and release you have to kill it I mean, you can keep it i'm sure but you can't put it back in the water no catch and release if you catch any pike because it's an invasive species and it will eat some of the native species which the june sucker is one the june sucker i believe was on or still is on the endangered species species list here in utah june sucker was native to utah lake and nowhere else along with the bonneville cutthroat trout which i think was maybe at least threatened at one point but i think the conservation efforts have brought it back around so now what do you guys want to talk about i guess it is a nature show um let's see nutria we already talked about the large rat in louisiana there's not they're not here in utah not yet at least and huge rats huge rodents and they eat them nutria they eat them they'll, they'll cook them up i guess it's pretty good i guess it's decent they you can go on nutria hunting excursions out there and take them out uh, what i've noticed or what i've what i've seen with taking dispatching nutria you just get a club you get a big freaking bat well a middle size medium-sized bat and whack this giant rodent in the head and that takes care of it <clears throat> we don't have any iguanas it gets too cold here in florida you have an invasive species a huge explosion of iguanas in florida and they cause a lot of damage to the waterways and surrounding landscapes. So there are people that go out and hunt iguanas and they're also uh, like companies, businesses that offer iguana hunting excursions. I always wanted to do that. That's something I want to do before I die is go hunt a bunch of iguanas in Florida because I feel like, you know, I got to do my part and... I, w I would like to try some iguana. Yes, I'm a vegetarian, yes, all that, but it might not be too bad. As long as it's 
well we'll see we'll see if i ever get there but we don't it's too cold for iguanas here uh to no explosion of iguanas but snapping turtles alligator snapping turtles what there was one found here in the jordan river and the jordan river does flow north white bass there's a we have white bass in here um what you want to do is use a jig to catch those this small jig uh, 64th ounce jig head maybe 32 32nd ounce jig head i'm gonna want to maybe chartreuse jig with some chlorofar chlor fluorocarbon fluorocarbon leader you don't want to do that that makes the jig look much more natural in the water and the fish can't see the, the fishing line which gives it an artificial look fish are pretty smart when it comes to what they'll strike at and what they won't strike at so fluorocarbon leader actually does make quite a difference when you're fishing out there this is a fishing episode it's a nature episode um let's see what housekeeping issues a couple of people have walked by this pathway one of them did kind of stop for a minute to look and see like well what's going on down there what's bling up to and i said what <laughs> they started walking again and they kind of paused again to take another look back like well what's he doing down there? i said keep walking and they kept walking <clears throat> have I ever been this aggressive before in my life no am i trying to start something no do i want people looking at me or like observing me or getting close to me no will i try to say things to deter being looked at and gawked at and people with backpacks and just i don't know man <clears throat> i don't even know anymore these days but i love being alone i love being out here just finally able to record and listen to some other episodes and talk about the past reminisce and not in a good way because like this is like not good I'm homeless and I came out here months ago like well maybe you know you never know, might want to just start meeting some people or get to know like what's going on out there like so much what had gone wrong and so much was going wrong that I I couldn't it's like I had to and if you we call it a self-fulfilling prophecy if you want to fine but it's like I had I had to prepare for the worst like, I don't know why um what it was that was like telling me to go out and like you gotta go out there man you gotta meet people you gotta just try to familiarize yourself with all of it the scene like get out there and here i am i remember i was gonna feed a magpie once like a magpie family uh they used to have a whole bunch by church and i had bread in my car and then i told this girl she's like well what's the bread in your car for so i was gonna feed some magpies she's like don't do that I was like, why not? She's like, have you heard how they sound? I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, they never really pay attention to it. She's like, don't feed those birds. Like, just, she's like, just don't feed those birds. And they're annoying as shit. Magpies are. They're kind of pretty, but like, that's not a, that's not a nice bird call. Some like, if there is a bird language, that's probably German. It's not French, that's for sure. Doesn't sound pleasant at all. But what drove me to do it, what inspired me to go out here and to find these places and to... I could just, like, when eBay happened, I, I was like, yeah, dude, you got to be ready. Because, like, that's never happened in 20 years. You've never experienced 
like that ever above standard rating 100% positive feedback whatever like it just has never happened you needed that money it didn't come through and if something like that happens again then you're going to be on the street like you have to just get ready to like you have to just anticipate it no one I didn't want to I don't want to be homeless there's that rat that's a bigger one jeez that's a huge one Oh, well, there's multiple rats here, different sizes. You know, thinking about it now, with the helicopter in the back, I remember in that episode back six months ago, I mentioned I mentioned that I was kind of waiting away from the tent and doing something and um, kind of poking around with the scooter and stuff. And this rat goes like hopping by. And I was like, oh, I guess this isn't such a nice place after all. Like a rat just straight in front, a freaking rat straight in front of me he was hopping off and now yeah i was like oh yeah i remember that so yeah the rats are healthy here big getting bigger but like i had to prepare for the worst and i i, I guess i kind of have been there's been some obstacles along the way that kind of interfered with my preparations um uh, expectations of maybe having a second chance and et cetera, et cetera. like um and that having that fall through and then just kind of having this like um i don't know this um the concept and the social construct of having a job like that's your solution to all of life's problems um as if like that was going to rescue me from being homeless and and the answer to that is like not unless it's paid enough money um I probably could have tried a little bit more hard, like more effort, uh, to to apply at some places and send my resume out back then. But I, I still was. I was still trying to talk to people and network. And I think I was on LinkedIn pretty actively for a minute there and trying to interact with people up until I read that LinkedIn was hacked and 750 million user accounts were compromised. And it's like just for yeah, I'm like I'm done with tech, I'm done with that. But like LinkedIn is kind of a uh, like prerequisite for some positions and like I'm just done with it man I don't want you to know well you can look at it all you want but like it's like I'm trying to hide in my LinkedIn profile it's just I don't think that that's necessary or that's a that's um it should be it, I don't think it should be a prerequisite but it is for some positions and it's like well, what's your social media like and what, what's what's going on I'm just kind of done with it man I don't think it should matter but like I even I was just thinking about it earlier today this place when I was an intern um over the summer the, the internship that I did all the work for and submitted everything but still didn't count um that one I was in an interview with someone who uh, was a CEO of a company and we're talking about like cleaning up data and what they do with data and stuff and that that was kind of his company was to um help with marketing you guys hear that high pitch like like what the hell is going on around here man this country is not the same at all it's been here in salt lake city it's basically been taken all and infiltrated and just people are doing what they want it's not anarchy not not like that it's just people are doing what they want in order to keep controlling populations in the masses and keep people poor people poor and i don't know what that high pitch frequency is i don't know but what the hell 
I just, what the hell? There's a dog whistle or something out there. I can't record, ah, it's crying out loud. Just why, why? How long have you seen me? Oh, it just stopped as this person's walking past me. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it's this mosquito repellent. Uh, yeah, it repels mosquitoes, the, the frequency that keeps birds away. What was I talking about again? Anyway, I had it made. And I should have had a second chance. And just stuff was going wrong. And it continued to go wrong. And continued to go wrong. And it got to the point where, like, yeah, like, you have to have a shitty job in order to, like, gain the approval of society. I'm like, no. I'll be home. I'll, I'll be homeless. I'll try my luck with the podcast. And there we go. Do it that way. It sounds like a broken record. I know I repeat myself over. It's been two weeks, 15 days. But yeah, it's just like I refuse. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'll try my luck with the podcast. I'll put my efforts into the podcast and try and use my homelessness as a gimmick. And yeah, I'm go to Radisson at the end of the night and sleep in the hotel and get a hot shower. And it's like Bear Grylls, Survivor Man. You know, just pretend that I'm homeless. It was cold last night on the bench. You know, and I'm killers. <clears throat> no, I really am sleeping back homeless. There's no hotels at the end of the night. I wish. I wish. But my thing is here, and especially with the F-35 and such, like my my, the problem that I have here is like everyone is so hell-bent on this whole job thing and i have nothing against it hold on a sec yeah i was talking about that company that cleans up data that's right i have nothing against it and so where i was going with that was like on linkedin i tried to reach out to them i was like hey can i get a job there because i the ceo and i were like kind of just like like actually carrying on a conversation outside of the interview that we were having and like i was like dude this guy's cool like he gets it we're talking about market stuff and like how you could use the data for predictive analysis like I, we were going into it and i was like yeah dude like yeah let's whatever and so i was really interested in um his operation and i reached out to like the hiring person and did like i tried to network gave him my number i like reached out to him he's like oh yeah yeah sure we'll call you up and keep you in mind and um, it was before I graduated and I said to him like, Hey, um, yeah, I've been going to school since the dawn of time. feels like I'll never graduate. And he's like, yeah, I was right there with you. He's like, don't worry. It's possible. I was like, well, it gives me hope. Like, yeah, thanks for the inspiration. Like really it gives me hope. And it's like, yeah, I'm old too. And it took me a while as well. And he's like, but it's possible. Just keep going at it. Keep trying. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, okay. Sure enough, that internship where I was having the interview with him didn't count, and I ended up not graduating because of that credit hour. That didn't count. Also, combined with the fact that I paid internship, I was going to do two internships that summer. One of them paid, one of them not paid. Yeah, two internships. Oh, overachiever over here. Um, one of them I got fired for fake stocking, but we won't go into that. No, everyone knows that. Hanks and Peterson. Thanks again, Rob Peterson. Polygamous client. But that's like i've tried here and that was a year ago and man i could have probably put a little bit more effort into but i'm still trying and now it's like yeah sleeping back homeless and 
uh, trying to make sense of everything and trying to figure out like what the hell exactly is going on around here in Salt Lake and how do I write about it? How do I podcast about it? How do I talk about it in a coherent way? This morning's episode, eh, eh, it's trying too hard again. Still entertaining, I guess. It's probably freezing cold and I'm just trying to, I don't know. Sometimes I try too hard and have one too many beers or who knows. But, man, it's tough. And I wouldn't wish being homeless really on anyone just because of the uphill grind. I kicked out of the cemetery. Um, Just, I don't know, it's not so much the looks and things. It's just, like, everything's difficult. Everything's just that much harder. And... Well, I guess at the church too. Yeah, it's kind of a look or just kind of treatment at the church, Elias Church, sleeping on the grass. Okay, get up. You can't sleep. Get up. Get up. It's like, oh man. Don't leave. I'll call the police. Like, all right. They don't care, but all right. Um, hygiene and such, it's not like, it's not. I was just thinking earlier today. I was like, man, I remember I used to take two showers a day when I was like in junior high and high school. Multiple showers in junior high, man. I'd take like up to five or six showers. No, not because of that. I just hated being all sweaty and it was in Arizona and take a long shower every single time to wash off. But no, it wasn't me. Just took a lot of it. Just took a lot of showers back then. I took a lot of showers. I was vacuuming my room. I wasn't vacuuming again. But it's disappointing, dude. Like it's disappointing to have reached this point. And I, I swear to you, in the back of my mind, it was there the whole time. Like as soon as you get done, as soon as you make it there, it's the world's gonna fall apart and it's just gonna be all for nothing I'm like nah, nah that's not gonna happen world war three is gonna start and you'll just be like yeah oh, okay well, just, you know. like nah nah that's not gonna happen not to me maybe my luck and stuff maybe the economy is gonna go to shit you won't be able to get a job as soon as you graduate and all that work will be for nothing nah high honors and dean's list won't be for nothing <clears throat> i'll get that'll put me right to the front of the line <laughs> I'll get hired quick because that way they know. It's like, oh, he works hard. He made the dean's list. He got high honors. It's straight A's. They have to do extra credit to get that kind of stuff. Those kind of academic accolades got to put in extra work. He worked at a store for five years and it quadrupled, quadrupled their business. He'll get hired real quick. And now I'm homeless by the river right now. <laughs> oh my God. But at this point now, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to get hired? How am I supposed to do anything now? The phone's probably going to shut off in a couple of weeks. And then it's just like, okay, well, let me go, <laughs> go get my interview clothes out of uh, nowhere. My store, yeah, storage. Like, I'll take the bus, go get my interview clothes out, meet you back over here. Like, okay, you know? But you have to email me because I, I have to have Wi-Fi. I can't. There's no phone calls. Like it's it's like it's over. You know, you get you become homeless and it's over. It's done. Anyway, it just sucks because the only thing I really have to look forward to is like being interviewed by a newspaper, being well. He actually seemed kind of intelligent. We interviewed some homeless people in Salt Lake, and he seemed kind of intelligent. Had some academic accomplishments. That or the man with the golden voice, the, the cardboard sign. Hey, dude. Hey. Hey, do the junkie ex-girlfriend bling, will ya? 
Well, I'm standing out here with a cardboard sign trying to get some extra money and some change and get a couple dollar bills so I can get some food. And then maybe we, I got some gift cards instead and people were handing out gift cards for food. And so I went and I tried to exchange the gift cards for cash. I couldn't do it. So I took Joey's van to the pawn shop. And then when I got a flat tire, I tried to take his tire over to the pawn shop. And Danny came out and helped me change the tire. And then that's when we went down to Red Lobster in the steakhouse. And we had to take gift cards over there. And I took the money off the table. And can you get me a pack of cigarettes? It always has to end. It always has to end with can you get me a pack of cigarettes? Because that's how it works. That's just how it is. What about uh, nerd? Can you do nerd? Well, technically, a nutria is actually from... Uh, it's an invasive species. It's over in Louisiana. The, the bayou's over there, and the climate over there is actually perfect for them to reproduce, more so than they would in their native habitat. The, the beaver in Europe is much smaller than the beaver in North America. The largest rodent in the world is a capybara. Bill Burr, we've already got that down. Did I already do Robert Stack in this one? In this episode, did I do... He's by the Jordan River in Salt Lake City, Utah. There are a bunch of rats, large rats. Um, I gotta put my coat on. I gotta freaking get the hell out of here. There's no camping. There's a sign that says no camping. What about Ogden Autotone? You do Ogden Autotone? Ogden Autotone. I went down, down to Salt Lake. He was over there by the Jordan River. Pull his tow truck, get his truck out with my tow truck. I got the tow truck stuck in the mud. It was that deep, a cold night. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. We always have a big family get together for Thanksgiving. The turkey, uh, a couple weeks away. Ma was getting that turkey where the kids, the kids, the grandkids. Oh, and all, you know, someone came by and. Had to get a tow truck to tow the truck out. We couldn't get his car out the lot number. A Ferrari-looking Corvette, looking over-designed. Looked plasticky, but still drive it mid-engine. Oh, I'm all right. No. Yellow tow truck, shiny yellow, with Christmas lights all around. Salt Lake City, I couldn't uh, get... No, I'm not doing Bill Burr. I do it too much. Um, I do it too much. I'm not doing Bill Burr. Uh, I think that's it, right? That's all the voices. I Coach Honks, Tim Honks. Hey, everybody. I'm Coach Honks, Tim Honks. I'm Tom Hanks' long-lost twin brother. You might remember Tom Hanks from movies Cast Away. He was also in Polar Bear Express. I might not look exactly like him. I've been a coach for 30 years here. Uh, if, you, if you forget your lock for your locker, if you lose your lock for your locker, you're going to want to come down over here to the lock bar. Over there, you'll look for your lock for your locker on the lock bar. If you can't find your lock for your locker on the lock bar, you're going to want to come by the office and get a new lock for your locker if it's not on the lock bar. If you lose your lock again for your locker and it's not on the lock bar, then it's going to cost you. Did you guys ever see that movie Castaway? It's my brother.
my, my long lost twin brother. It's okay, I think. I, I don't know. It, that's just how it is. <clears throat> Coach Honks. Tim Honks. I have got to be at least kind of muscular here. I've been carrying, lugging this sleeping bag around in the backpacks, like just, my shoulders have got to be bigger, my arms have got to be bigger, and I've, there's no doubt that I've like got at least somewhat of a six pack, like I have to. Probably some kind of flux of testosterone because the way as, as like aggressive as I've been, the survival mode, like what? Keep walking. <laughs> like what are you going to do? <laughs> like just don't look at me, don't look at me, don't stare at me. I will flat out say that to cars, like, don't look at me as they drive by. If they're staring at me, like, it's just, it's weird that they're staring at me with, what are you looking at? And if they're just staring, staring, like, don't look at me. I'm, yeah, I had a little confrontation this morning. Did I already mention that? Yeah. Here comes a bike. I'm riding by all fast. Backpack on. I th did I mention that I was the, someone at Del Taco? He's like, what are you staring at? You got a staring problem? I go, yeah, I got a staring problem. What are you looking at? I was staring at you. He said, he said, do you like me or what, bro? I was like, what? And he goes, do you like me? I was like, no. He goes, well, what are you staring at then? I was like, staring at the wall behind you. Like, what are you, like, what's your problem, dude? Come here and do something about it. And he didn't. Oh, no, today. Oh, yeah, at Smith's. Okay, we'll end it on this. At Smith's, this, um, he appeared to be a junkie, but I don't know. I don't know what his interest in me was, but uh, he was down below. I was on the second floor of the parking garage, the top part, at Smith's, downtown Smith's. And I saw him down below. He's like, what's up? What's up? And I didn't even say anything to him. I was just like, hey, what's up? And I like, try all I said. And I was like looking at others. I was busy. I was busy. I was just like, oh, yeah, hey. <clears throat> okay go away like that's that was it um and then he came wandering over like a few minutes later and i was like get away from me do not approach me get away from me <laughs> like don't get don't take another step closer he's like what what are you gonna do about it yeah i pulled the knife out and <laughs> dude i've pulled the knife <laughs> my god uh in the two weeks that i've been homeless yeah that knife has come in handy a few times <laughs> like i dude it, it sucks it sucks like i don't want I don't want to be, yeah, I just don't. Um, but I also don't want anyone getting close to me. And it seems like he was kind of like goading me on, like get closer, like start something, like get close to me. It's like, no, man, like, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell. But it was like, he was trying to get me to get closer to fight him or something. Like, is my phone, like tracking my phone that important? Or is this just, is this real? Is this a real junkie? Is it not really... Oh, yeah, you're going to get a knife, I get a blade out. My pants are on my ankles. I'm like, just like, like, what? <laughs> like, just go away. Leave me alone. I even said, like, you'll, don't, it's not worth it. This is not worth it. What you're doing, it, it's not, I don't know what you're, I don't know why you're interested in talking to me or approaching me. But whatever your interest is, it's not worth you, like, dying. So stop. Um, I didn't, I didn't break it to him down like that, but like, that's how it is. And I like, I don't know. I thought like, oh, you could just kick him really hard. Like kind of just like drop, almost like, yeah, run towards him, just kick him, like probably knock him over if he's in fact drunk and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna, 
attack anyone or do anything it's up to them if they want to approach me then like then yeah then arms reach like that's just how it goes i'm telling them to stay back i'm telling them to do whatever get get away i have a knife out out a knife is out and this guy with like a red beard is just at the smith's marketplace yeah the top second floor of the parking garage right there at the top approaching me and just like oh yeah okay we have to use a weapon and stuff and like goading me on and i I get like what like what like nobody can like people can't be that dumb right like what? I don't know, man. It's a different, it's a whole different experience. I've never been aggressive before like that. I, I don't pull knives on people, but for self-defense, it's like, yeah, okay, well, I've got my knife, so it's up to you. <laughs> Stay back. Um, and it sucks because I remember thinking, I'll end it, I really will end it on this. I remember thinking like a little while ago, like, if there was a World War Three, and if I was called, like, could I actually kill someone? Could I actually shoot someone? Like, nah, nah. I put my weapon down. I'd refuse. I, I couldn't take another life. And then two weeks on the street, I'm sure it's probably similar to prison and, and jail and shit, but, like, two weeks on the street, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I could. I don't want to at all. I want to do, avoid it at all costs, but, yeah, I could. It, it sucks man it, it sucks but I guess there's still kind of some like clarity from that realization I'm a real man now I'm a, I'm a man's man it's like I, I hate it I hate it I don't want to I don't want to even I've ref, I've I've um, restrained myself so much in some situations that yeah I probably appear weak and whatever but like I just I can't help but wonder like, are they drunk? Because if they're drunk, I don't want to kill anyone just, like, because they're mouthing off. Uh, but are they, are they like, an, an actual real enemy? <laughs> In which case, like, it's just like, well, that's how it goes. Like, I told you to stay away. I told you not to, like, approach me. And don't take another step towards me. And still, like, the idiot with the dog. Like, the idiot with the dog had to have been the stupidest person on the planet. Okay, okay, I'll get the leash back. I guess you're serious. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll get the dog back. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, but I guess maybe it's just Utah, Salt Lake. People are dumb. They just don't notice stuff or they don't understand. Okay, well, he's got the knife out. It's fine, all right. We have to be a... You have to use a weapon because that's why. My pants are down around my ankles. That's why you're taking... You're not a fair fight. It's like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm busy over here, guy. Like, like, I'm looking out for myself right now. And I don't need you to, like, approaching me or getting close to me at all. And, like, wandering around towards me. With your pants down around your ankles or whatever the hell you're talking about. Like, yeah, sagging or whatever, fine. Like, I'm not, oh, his pants are down and now it's time to attack. But in their world, in their mind, whether they're drunk or high or I don't know. But that's how it's, they see it, I guess. And I just feel kind of bad. Like, well, if they're like that disconnected, drunk or what have you. But if it's like mentally, you know, deficient because they're inbred, that's a different story. Like, well, I told them to stay away and I don't know what else to, how else, like how else, stay away. Don't say, take another step closer. 
get away do not approach me go away do not get closer to me stay away do not okay well come here what's your problem why won't you let me talk to you kind of get closer to you it's like like are you a zombie or what the hell I'm telling you to stay away and I have a knife in my hand and you're still like mouthing off and doing whatever. I'd mouth off all you want. I'll go somewhere else. But just stay away. Stop approaching me. And still, just dumb as shit. If it's, if it's homeless people, that's okay. I have to be a little bit more patient and stuff. And, but a dog owner with brown overalls at Sugar House Park, like just dumb. I don't get it. I don't understand. And I, I can't help but wonder, like, why, if it, say it's just all one group, let's just say it is, let's pretend. Why would they risk their lives to get close to me? Is it really, like, having data on my phone, is that important? Tracking my phone, is that, because there's nothing, I, I don't have any money. I don't have anything, there's no gold in my backpack, no gold coins, a map, treasure map, the I didn't steal a Declaration of Independence. I steal the Declaration of Independence. I don't have any back backpack, no sleeping bag. Maybe that's worth. I don't even know how much sleeping bags go for. I don't even know that one zipper sucks on that one. It always gets caught. I have nothing of value. There's no reason to approach me. There's no reason to let your dog get close to me. There's no any of that. Yet still, if it's the Salt Lake City. Like people, the public, just that stupid. Okay, it's a perfect place to infiltrate then because they're pretty dumb. <laughs> First hand account, anecdotal experience, yeah, they're pretty stupid. I'll get the leash back on. Well, well what you gotta wait with my pants are down, catch me with my pants down around my ankles. That's the only way you can fit a fair fight. What the hell are you? I don't know you. I'm not trying to fight you. You're coming towards me. Like, I'm not... I didn't... You... I saw you down there. You said, what's up to me? You were talking to me. I just kind of nodded at you and walked off in the other direction. Now here you are on the second floor. You wandered up here and you're trying to approach me. And I said, go away. And Like, what the hell? And now it's like you are like... Like, you could get hurt really, really bad, if not die here. So get away. I, I don't know. If the, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to... Besides just like, okay, well, shit. I, I try to run away. I try to, like, kind of just, yeah, scamper off. But I don't know, man. It's it's high tensions, but I I have no reservations at this point. When it, when it's, it comes to me, getting closer to me, I'm telling you to stay away. Like that's just how it is. I'll have to fill out the reports or do whatever and get blood tested if I get blood on me and stuff. Like okay, hope I didn't catch anything, any sort of weird diseases and stuff from. But I don't know. I guess people are just dumb as shit around here or they're just pushing their luck a little bit <laughs> at some point man oh, I guess he's I guess he's okay stab me he's serious he's serious all right I'll I guess I'll back off then 
I guess I'll go there. You caught me with... It wasn't a fair fight anyways. I have to use a knife. I have to get a blade out. Like, dude. <clears throat> anyway, it's high tensions here in Salt Lake, and it sucks sometimes. Uh, 15 days into it, I've pulled the knife out a couple times, and that's more... That's a couple times more than I ever have in my life. In two weeks' time, yeah, more than I ever have in my entire life, which is never. <laughs> I never have. I never had to. Well, that's not true. I think in 2020, in August 2020, I had to once at a park, but it was pretty quick. Um, kind of random, I guess, I suppose, but in two weeks' time, yeah, it's been a couple times, the dog, and then today. A uh, close call, a couple close calls too, but I, I'm wondering, like, what the hell is going on here? I, this, this obsession or this, like, idea, just to have to get close, you have to get into his phone, have to hack it, have to keep track. Who's he talking to? Let's get that data. There's no other reason. There's no other reason to get close, unless they're trying to, like, get me a virus, but there's just no other reason the bus and the train and all of it it just does not make sense to me and if you're not paying attention and you're you are a target here in salt lake or if they're operating anywhere else then if you're not paying attention then your life could get totally ruined here and you'll just wonder why or how or or what happened it's like it, it was socially engineered that way and that's like, I help dig my own grave all the time. I, I made my own mistakes for sure. I'm not... I, I'll take account of, accountability for my actions when they happen. But I've put in a lot of effort here, and I still ended up homeless. Like, there's something else, I think, behind the scenes that was a bigger machine to sort of make sure, to solidify that, yeah. I, I could sense it back in April, man. I was out here in the same spot where I'm at right now. Just just in case. Six months ago, just in case. I, I, things were not working out. It's not going my way at all. So I need to be prepared just in case. And I still got kind of blindsided too. Just on the street like that all abruptly. But I was ready. I was ready. I guess as ready as I would ever could be. And here I am. Same spot. The first, the first tent I ran into. I don't know what, where they're at in their lives, but this is where they were six months ago, back in April, May. So, and here I am, in their same spot, back here. But I gotta get going. Um, anyway, I might do something tonight. Might not, but I'll talk to you guys in the morning. If anything, thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Good luck to Kim. underneath the black tarps and what brought down the f-35 damn it